Well, welcome everybody to the webinar, Valves and Valve Train Technology with Supertech Performance. We have with us uh, Willie Tagliavini, founder and owner. We have Martin Tagliavini, Chief Marketing Officer for Supertech. And then we have Scott Onishi from OCD Works uh, based in Johnson City, Tennessee. Uh, so welcome guys, thank you for being here. Uh, located in the heart of Silicon Valley, Supertech was born from the same fertile ground as many other companies in this area, utilizing cutting edge technology. Supertech fuses this technology with passionate people with over 30 years of experience in creating the highest performance valves and valve train components available. Supertech provides the racing market with superior valves and valve train components, whether it's drag racing, rally, road racing, or any. Uh, so, uh, you know, as Francis said, we have dinner every year with Martin and, and Willie, just great guys, great product, great company. And um, uh, Willie, when it comes to super tech performance, do you want to share your history and, and the company history real quick so people know kind of the background before we get into some of the other technical aspects of, of super tech? Well, I am a mechanical engineer, uh, you know. And uh, I always liked uh, cars, you know, and engines. And um, I used to work for several years at uh, Ford Motors in Argentina, uh, developing, you know, cars and engines, uh, being part of that development department. And then I moved uh, to the U.S., you know, and um, I started, you know, making a... a uh, deal, you know, with uh, OEM manufacturing in Argentina uh, to make, you know, high-performance parts, especially for the sport compact market, you know, mostly overhead cam engines, you know, that is a technology that, you know, I know much better than, you know, the, the, the other V8 engines, you know, and uh, so, you know, we decided to, you know, open up, you know, Supertech uh, here in California, and, you know, it took off, you know, pretty, pretty fast, you know, and uh, we developed, you know, uh, many, many components for almost every Japanese and European engine the, in the world. And now also, you know, in the American market, you know, especially overhead, you know, camp engines. Yeah, very cool. And, and Martin, as a marketing officer, how would you describe kind of Supertech's position in the racing marketplace? I think we joined the industry at a pivotal point where, you know, the sport compact, so to speak, um, was kind of taking off. So as a company, we were able to kind of grow as a, as a industry or sport compact industry grew as well here in the United States. And I think that's what allowed us to grow as a company. Uh, the V8 market was already established, um, but, you know, for us, sport compact, we kind of grew together and now we're, we're at the forefront of all this new trends. Um, new manufacturers are changing to small, small displacement engines, uh, overhead cams. Um, so now we're well positioned for all the transitions that are going on with uh, so many manufacturers today. So from a marketing standpoint, everything's kind of been played into our hands, so to speak. Um, so in that regards, we've always been able to grow and see that we'll be able to continue to grow because I see more trends in other in manufacturers changing to small displacement, overhead cams. Um, so I only see a bright future for, for companies like ours. And, and then uh, I, I'd like to go to OCD Works and talk to you, Scott. Uh, tell us about OCD Works. Yeah. I, I looked up the website real quick. It's I use the word bitching. I'm from, I'm from California. So it's a bitching website. So t tell us what you're into. Really cool stuff. Um, we do uh, the OCD Works. Uh, we um, actually manufacture for CNC porting and the cylinder head. And it also completing an actual complete cylinder head to provide it actually to dealers or customers. And then we also make actual all the parts in-house for billet parts, uh, such as valve covers and timing covers or anything that is actually just related to um, kind of modern hubs. And it just pretty much actually is what we make it in-house. We also design everything in-house and then we kind of work with a lot of actually professional racers along the way to working with uh, 
Supertech, Wheelies, and you know Martins, and you know great companies like them to just working together to complete the sell on the heads, which without you know Valtrain components, we can't really win or actually just compete. So you know at that point, it's just the uh, having to have you know good uh, source of actual Valtrain that you just relied on would be a very good point. So, but we actually just engineered, uh, tested um, all in and within the house, and we were actually just trying to provide the actual best possible product as we can. Yeah, very cool. Uh, I'd like to learn more. I, when I'm in the neighborhood, I'm going to stop by. And, and before we, I got yeah, questions, five questions, and then uh, everybody watching, you can go down to the chat option at the bottom of the screen. You can type in questions there. I'll keep an eye out for them and, and we'll put them uh, to uh, Willie and Martin and Scott. So go ahead and start your questions now. Uh, Willie, when, when you come here to Online Race Industry Week, and, and representing uh, your company, Supertech. Are there any kind of opening remarks? Is there something you want to start off with, Willie? In the sport, sport, sport compact market, you mean, right? Say that one more time. Yeah, in the sport compact market, you mean, right? Yeah, well, uh, you can talk about anything. Anything about Supertech, uh, as far as just your opening remarks for this webinar. Yeah, well, you know, we you know started in this market, you know, where it was very new, basically, when we started, you know, Supertech here, especially in the Japanese and European market. And from there, we started developing, you know, all kind of, you know, battery components from valves, uh, valve springs, you know, um, all that kind of things, you know, to improve, you know, the performance of the engine, trying to provide, you know, the best uh, um, option, you know, that the market uh, was requiring you know, for high performance, you know, road racing, uh, drag racing, and now, you know, doing more developments, you know, for engines that are, you know, turbocharged, you know, providing, you know, higher temperature alloys, you know, sodium field valves uh, and that kind of stuff. Um, with high quality, you know, um, product, you know, that's, you know, the main thing, you know, provide high quality that, people that know, you know, how to um, evaluate a product, really know and understand what quality means, you know. Uh, so good engine builders realize that, you know, when they start looking, measuring, you know, what a high quality part is, it, you know. And then, you know, from there, it translates to durability and performance, you know. But the quality is seen from the from the start. That's for sure. And um, of course, you know, then you know we are always you know improving. You know, uh, the demand also. You know, the components are increasing. You know, more RPMs, more power, more turbocharge pressures, and uh, so we are always um, there. You know, trying to you know evaluate what improvements we need to do, you know, to, to supply the market. Yeah. And then, uh, Scott, uh, how would you describe your working relationship with uh, Supertech? Um, it's uh, very uh, exciting. And also, we know them pretty well and just actually every trade show then in just the different occasions. But um, we used to do a lot of a different uh, as a company, we do a lot of R&D. So we have actually some of the head that has sent in and have a different, you know, manufacturer's parts. So for us to be able to, you know, um, there's no perfect world that actually this is the only part that will survive in any kind of situation. So obviously things are right. But in the case of actually what we do, uh, we want to give it actually a customer or a dealer as the best actual product as possible. But it's just that sometimes it's a very hard to work with company that um, this, you know, some things actually you can't purchase is actually like a support, you know, in terms of actually just like, okay, this is something that we're having an issue with. And it's just something that you reach out to the manufacturers like, well, this is actually our engineer looked at it. It's perfectly fine. Certain things actually just are, you know, like there's a good and bad, but at the end of the day, super techs are, you know, always willing to just listen to the dealers and also take the notes and the fact that 
okay, this did happen. So what can we do to improve it? You know, as a company uh, working with something that we can't trade off with the money uh, is just something that, that our customer service goes a long way to be able to provide the same mentality of us providing the best products possible. And also they're trying to do the exact same thing. So, you know, it's just a old school way of saying it just, you know, if you have the same mentality and it's, it's easier to get along, but you know, it's harder to have one side is all sales mentality. Other ones actually all engineering mentality. It's just kind of hard to deal with. So um, in a sense, it worked, it's been working wonderful. You know, it's, you know, I couldn't ask any better to just working with both of the, you know, the guys there. Um, but, you know, like I said, just there's a good and bad in all parts. You know, for us, it's pretty much determined exactly what's good, what's not. And then we're just kind of simply relying on the message to manufacturers like Supertech to say, hey, can we actually improve this? And there actually is one of the only few that would actually listen to the, you know, kind of a just customer's voice to take in and say, hey, you know, we designed this, but let's make a change so that, you know, now these days, everything is actually just kind of pushes to the limit and that we don't know even though we calculate everything so you know it's been you know not really challenging but it's like it's a very surprising to find a company that actually you know kind of willing to listen kind of like that same level as you i i love that about super tech and there's a couple of other companies that do a really good job listening so instead of just coming to customers and saying i have this i'm selling it to you this is why you want to buy it to actually also have another gear, we're, we're just listening to people like you, Scott, and, and other race teams and soaking up insight about how, how to make the part better. Um, in this business, in the racing business, that, that counts for a lot. So that, that's a really uh, remarkable aspect of Supertech, and, and I've seen it in action and, and some of the best uh, companies in racing. Uh, Martin, that's how we learn because, you know, from a manufacturing or technical point of view, we see one side of the thing, but, you know, the engine builder is, you know, seeing the other side, experiencing, you know, the product and the performance. So that, you know, um, interchange of, you know, information is so, so important for everybody. Yes, I agree. If I'm a race engine builder uh, this year, year 2020, What's the most important thing I need to know right now, kind of this minute, uh, about Supertech, Supertech and the company's valves? So like a race engine builder who hasn't worked with you before, what do they need to know about your valve line? Uh, well, you know, we offer different kind of alternatives, you know, in materials depending on the application, you know, for natural aspirated, uh, you know, for turbocharged engines, we offer different materials, you know, like stainless steel, um, different grades for the intake and the exhaust. Um, in turbocharged engines, we offer Inconel or mnemonic alloy, and then we go an extra, extra step and offer, you know, for the exhaust, uh, hollow sodium fuel valves. Um, so we offer different um, alternatives for, you know, different applications. Uh, then we are very serious about the quality. You know, if you see our valves, you know, all of them have a mark where we can trace, you know, the manufacturing uh, story of that valve. So we take it very seriously. If you have any issue, we have any issues on a valve, we can trace the manufacturing, the history of the manufacturing of a valve. So that means quality. You know, we are always on top of that, you know. Is very important. And now I'll start taking questions from the audience, so I'll just read them to you. What manufacturing steps do you take to get your valves to last as long as they do? Well, basically, is you know, to have a good quality source of raw material, then we do the, you know, the forging of the valve. We take, you know, quality control in every step of the manufacturing. That's why we had to do like a batch of, you know, for example, uh, 100 valves. Well, we had to do extra valves in order to have quality control in every step to, um, you know, take away, you know, the valves that are not that good. So in the end, uh, you know, every machining step also has, you know, quality control. We check everything, you know, 
we take care of the precision of the valve. There are specific tolerances that we need to accomplish. And then that makes, you know, the valve, you know, also um, to have a, you know, good longevity, you know, the quality, the precision. If you measure, you know, the eccentricity of the seat of the valve, you know, in reference to the stem, you will see what we are talking about. Um, probably unsurpassed in this industry, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so when you do that, you realize, oh, this is a, you know, these people take care of, you know, the quality and the precision of the valve. Okay. And uh, well, the nitriding treatment, you know, also to improve, you know, the, the performance of the valve, you know, with low friction, um, you know, um, good wear resistance. And anyway, a diverse group uh, in, in the audience, and, and, and somebody maybe new to racing as well as uh, seasoned uh, professional race engine builders. So here's a question. In a turbocharged DOHC application, how large uh, to make the valve sizes? Well, sometimes that may be a, you know, a better question for Scott, you know, because, you know, what you do is, you know, in every engine uh, you can test. You know, depending also the, on the application, if it is a natural, yeah, if it is in, oh, but the question was for a turbo, right? Turbo yeah. A turbo yeah, yeah for, for, for all of you. Yeah. Um, also, you know, I guess, you know, depends on the application. Uh, we, you know, deal with people like, you know, engine builders like Scott, you know, that dedicate quite a bit of time um, analyzing what size of valve, you know, works better, for example, in a turbocharged engine for what they are, they plan to do with the engine. Let's say, you know, road racing uh, or drifting, you know, they have, you know, different uh, ways of developing the power. So, you know, that is defined, you know, for every engine uh, through, you know, the engine builder. And we get the request, you know, okay, this is what works better. Please do this. <laughs> Scott, um, any advice from you for making sure you have the right size valve? Um, you know, there's always, you know, it's not like a, you know, old people actually just like kind of have a domestic say like, hey, you know, you can't replace for displacement. You know, it is somewhat true. Uh, but it is, as that Willie said, um, every cylinder has a different unique characteristic and then also application. So turbocharger applications, normally you would want to basically, you know, even in this is a natural aspirator the same way, but you want to make sure your cylinder heads port sort of match with the valve side. So, you know, if your ports is a very small and go in the larger side of the valve, uh, which will actually give you minimum amount of actually just a gain, you know. So you would always want it to match with the size of a valve reference to your, you know, I guess, degree of uh, modification in your cylinder head. So, you know, if it's stock, you would want to keep it at actually the standard size. Uh, but if it was actually something that, you know, like you got a larger turbocharger that actually moves a lot more CFM than an air, then obviously you want to consider actually putting in an actual, you know, uh, bigger valve to be able to take advantage of actually just more CFM. So um, just the, you know, the advice would be to just to make sure that your, you know, application is matched. So like you don't want to run small turbochargers applications with humongous valve, you know, vice versa, you know, so you want to always want to look at it, see what's the adequate amount of size. And then it just, the uh, you know, SuperTech always has standard size and an oversized. Oversized mean, you know, normally have one millimeter, two millimeters. It all depends on the manufacturer of, you know, a uh, company that which actually has, but we have actually different variations of the sizes that you could actually select. Depends on the seats as well, so. Okay. And then when you go to the SuperTech website and, and look up uh, valves and what SuperTech does, it, it's clear that you welcome uh, custom work uh, when it comes to valves. You're, you're ready to work with people on a custom basis. Uh, and if, if there's a race engine builder watching, he likes the idea of, of getting something real specific done, uh, Willie and Martin. Uh, how does the custom process work for, for having custom valves done? 
usually an engine builder or a customer will send us a sample of their valve or drawing. Um, and that's how kind of we've always expanded our inventory as well. Um, you know, if there's something we don't have in our inventory, perhaps someone wants to make something we don't carry, uh, we'll take a look at that, see if there's demand, and that's how we also increase our inventory or our demand for different uh, applications. Um, but we're always open to making custom stuff, even if it's a small item uh, for customers. Um, there might be more out there that share the same uh, qualities as, uh, as that particular customer, so we can make more. Um, so we're pretty open to anything that's custom. Um, like I said, we always, um, because we, you never know who else out there wants more, you know, those, that product itself. Um, so we're pretty open um, when it comes to custom. Um, we're pretty easy. You can send drawings, samples. Uh, we can take a look at that, see where we can improve it um, or make it um, exactly the way uh, a customer wants it made. Do you ever tell them, no, that's a very bad idea? Sometimes customers will want to use some material that they think is best. Um, and in some occasions it doesn't work out. So we have to tell them, you know, that may not be um, suitable for what they're trying to accomplish. So we try to guide them if we see something that we think it may not work um, or improvements as well. Um, but, you know, if someone wants to make something, you know, for testing, uh, you know, we're, we're open. Yeah. Okay, very good. And then is there anything new at SuperTech, something new with the product line that, that you'd like to talk? Here we are at the beginning of December. Is there something new that people may not be aware of in your products that you want to talk about? Um, I think as far as our products, we're always expanding. Um, so we're trying to get involved more in, uh, through the Coyote engine, the Ford 5.0 liter Coyote, which is probably... Um, the V8 version of an overhead cam engine, um, it's kind of, we're hoping that it's our segue into the V8 market, which we haven't dabbled in. Um, so, you know, hopefully our idea at PRI was to kind of introduce the Coyote engine as our stepping stone to venturing to the V8 market. Um, so that was our new, uh, a new idea for the PRI. We're also, a new product for us is going to be to introduce full cylinder heads, CNC machined, full of our product. So one person can call in and purchase a CNC head um, for the Honda application. Um, so we've been working on that for the last couple of years. Um, so that's gonna be kind of an introduction as well to PRI. Um, and to kind of expand the line as well, we're always trying to expand, keep moving forward, um, always developing new parts. We, like we kind of reiterated, we work with engine builders to try to fine tune our product and try to uh, improve in areas that we can. Um, even the products we've been making for the past 15 years. Yeah, very good. But well, we're trying to provide something of a trade show experience here at yeah. Online Race Industry Week. So it's great to hear kind of what you're planning to bring it to PRI, which we would have had at PRI if, if not for the pandemic. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. Thank you for updating us. <laughs> and then we're here talking about valves, uh, but do you have other products other than valves? I don't know if everybody knows that. Yeah, obviously our, you know, when we started making valves, everything that goes in the cylinder head complements the valves. Uh, so our idea was a valve needs springs. So we set out to manufacture springs as well. Um, and anything that goes along with the springs, the retainers, the, uh, keepers or locks. Um, and from there, we kind of step, uh, you know, kept growing and developing more parts that go along with the uh, cylinder head components. Okay. Always keeping in mind that valves being our number one product um, and anything that complements the valves and the valves that, that we make. Yeah, yeah. yeah we and, have a, also a pretty unique product. Not, not that unique, but the bucket lifters, you know, the top heads also. We are very good with also and so and so, and we are supplying all over the world the tappets, you know, the, what they call also people bucket lifters. Yeah, let's talk about that. So uh, we exhibit at the Autosport Show. You exhibit at the Autosport Show. We have uh, a, a great dinner and a night of setup. 
just, yeah. just describe your international sales program. So it's not just the United States. Uh, what's going on outside the borders of the United States for SuperTech? Yeah, you well, um, you know, like I said, most of European countries carry overhead cam engines. So it kind of plays into, again, our realm of manufacturing. Um, so for us, sport compact meaning anything that's not American. And in Europe, everything, obviously, uh, we have a lot of manufacturers like Renault, Peugeot, Vauxhall, Seat. Uh, obviously, VW is very big in, in Europe. So most of our manufacturing products carry well in European market. Um, so that's why we're pretty big in Europe or other parts, you know, Asia, uh, uh, Middle East, um, all these countries uh, manufacture or we manufacture parts to fit most of the engines um, and marquees of those countries. Um, so we do just as much business in the United States as we do outside the United States. Okay, you know what? All those dinners, I didn't know that, that you do so much business internationally. And congratulations. And Scott, I want to get back to you just to kind of, I, I really appreciate companies like yours because you're kind of on the front lines of the battle out there to, to sell racing parts. What, what's hot right now? What's uh, captured your attention? What are people approaching you uh, to do right now? Um, we do... Uh... Quite a bit of, you know, like a new platform, uh, new Supers come out, uh, new BMW stuff is coming out. Uh, up to a couple of years, uh, we never had actually European applications that we were working with. Uh, now, these days, we do Audis and then also, um, you know, the BMW applications to be able to, um, you know, just complete the cylinder heads, you know, starting from selling the heads CNC ported to, you know, just complete it as actually just pretty much ready to go set up. So um, a lot of the newer cars application coming along. And then also we typically find the limits of actually just things that are breaks and, you know, like we're doing R&Ds and, you know, such a nature. So we'll start making a lot of billing parts to replace with things that actually just, you know, like the factory would actually normally won't, you know, like replace and then just, as aftermarket and we will actually just find the limits. And if it's nobody makes one, then we'll make one. Yeah. So that's the kind of our mentality and just the, uh, you know, just having an extra like, you know, support like a super tech, it's easy to, you know, deal with. And even in new applications that we'll kind of tack one into, uh, sometimes it's just kind of a very harder applications, but it's, you know, the valve train parts are kind of very unique and it is also, similar parts in a year. So like some application was already existed and then, you know, ended up actually might work on this new application. So, you know, those are the things that knowledge that actually SuperTech would have and just easily pick up a call and, you know, pick up a phone and call and just to find out, okay, well, you guys had this applications already, you know, it just came out this model. So, you know, it's kind of having an extra near applications are very um, challenging, but also, exciting in a way because all this pandemics are happening and everybody's are kind of not be able to do a lot of things that they wanted to do go out there racing and you know other than watching and racing and the spectators in the same point so you know us actually just kind of trying to bring it up more of actually just hype you know and also you know all this actually just the uh i guess just the uh, positive note you know of what coming next and then you know turning to next year will be the newer stuff that we do. And then also, you know, Martin's and all, everybody's are getting ready to release the newer stuff like Coyotes and, you know, the other applications will be exciting to work with. And then it also, you know, excited to break stuff, you know? So, I mean, it's just kind of, that's a long way to actually improve and just, you know, just something to break it and you know the limit and you make better parts. So it's just the kind of how we do, so. Yeah, that, that makes the racing industry go round. The fact that the, something's working last week, but you push, 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 and then parts start breaking. Um, and, and then, Scott, uh, do you sell just in the region as far as where your customers come from, Scott? Or, or, or do you have sales going uh, beyond kind of Tennessee area? So, so we don't do any extra just the Tennessee sales. Uh, we're uh, a lot of them. It's a contract at work. So we're contracted overseas and also we, you know, okay. largely contracted through the United States. Um, I'm myself actually from Japan and I grew up in Japan for 18 years. So 
um, I married the white, you know, woman, the beautiful my wife. So it's kind of a, I'm stuck in this uh, Tennessee and middle of nowhere. But uh, um, it is working out for us because it's, you know, it's really, you know, nice and calm. Unlike it just in California and, you know, a lot of things to do every day. But we get to do a lot of stuff that's, you know, able to do that we can't do in California, you know, or just in the right. West Coast. And, you know, we can just kind of, uh, you know, in between and doing a lot of stuff. So our sales are reach out to the overseas, uh, you know, over the world. But mostly as OCD works, we are not like equipped to sell as an individual, like, you know, basically wholesale into more of a contract work. So but Tennessee is a beautiful country. I, you know, I come from Southern California. When I go to a place like Tennessee, I marvel at it's green everywhere and actually water in the rivers. So it's a beautiful <laughs> country. All right. And then uh, one of the really fun things to talk to Martin and Willie about is uh, they go racing. And uh, so they, they live racing throughout the week at, at Supertech. Then I think they talk mostly about racing when they're not talking about Supertech. They're talking about going right. racing. And it's just infectious, the enthusiasm that talking to you both about the, the way you go racing. So um, why don't you share with us kind of where you go racing? It's not the 24-hour of Le Mans, but it, it looks like a blast. You're having fun. Uh, yeah. So we race, obviously, with NASA and SCCA, kind of club racing. Um, nothing, you know, too professional. Uh, just uh, an outlet for us to have fun. Um, obviously we've gotten a lot more, um, uh, what would I say, uh, developed a lot more of the cars where there were once a track car became a race car. Now, you know, the need to, to win, um, and to do better, um, has overtaken and the cars now get more developed, try to get, uh, lighter, more power. Um, so whether, you know, if we're not here or when we are here sometimes we're in the back tinkering with the cars uh racing obviously this year got cut short as you know the whole industry did um so we're looking forward to next year to get back up there and and be as uh, competitive as we can be we race against each other now so uh -oh. you know, we work together and we try yeah. to duke it out on the track uh <laughs> when we can you know so long as we stay out of each other's ways you know? <laughs> yeah yeah Sometimes we get pretty close together, yeah. More than we would like. <laughs> I'd like to watch that. And then, um, do we want to go back into the manufacturing process? <clears throat> Is there something that, that race engine builders should know about the manufacturing process? I, I know you talk about, on the website, ultrasonic tests, x-rays, laser equipment, and uh, applications like computerized finite element analysis. Do you want to talk about some specific aspects of the manufacturing process not everybody knows about? Well, we start with the design. And then, you know, if it is something that, you know, new, we do like a finite element analysis, you know, um, you know, to make sure, you know, that all every modifications, you know, have, you know, are in place and, you know, they have a, you know, good quality um, in starting from the design. And then, you know, our manufacturing starts, you know, from the very scratch, you know, from the forging, heat treatments, you know, machining, um, and, you know, uh, there are many steps of machining and heat treatments, and every step, you know, has a quality control. And then we, you know, mark the valves, you know, with a day code where we can, you know, uh, have a history of every valve that we manufacture in order to keep, you know, everything, you know, controlled. Uh, know that if anything at some point went wrong, you know, we know what happened and we can correct that, you know, from a manufacturing point of view. And we talk about uh, the patented super finishing of the surface. I explain that exactly. Well, you know, we do like, uh, you know, after we do the heat treatment, the last thing that we do is, you know, we do like a polishing, you know, of the valve, you know, in order to get a better finish. Uh, we do it on the nitride valves, you know, which actually the nitride valve is, a, you know, it's a process called, you can find it on the internet, you know, it's called QPQ, you know, 
it's a you know a mixture of nitriding, you know, uh, polishing and uh, another heat treatment, you know, to um, to coat the valve with a deep black color. And and then also on the you know some valves that cannot be nitrided like the ink on the valves, you know, because they are nickel based. Then we do like a regular or you know well-known chrome coating and that one also needs to be you know uh, super finished you know by doing a polishing in order to reduce the friction of the valve you know, the, the roughness of the valve the surface okay and then you make a point that every valve tip is hardened beyond uh, a rockwell hardness number of 52 i hope i said that correctly uh, but yeah, uh, so the, the minimum rock hardness of the tip of the valve, you know, we do a, like a, you know, welding, you know, for stainless steel cannot be hardened beyond, let's say, you know, 36 uh, Rockwell C. So the tip in many engines need to be much harder than that. So we uh, weld a wafer that, you know, can be hardened at a minimum of 52 Rockwell C and beyond. And I, and I know strict tolerance is, is really uh, important at Supertech. And I, I know and can guess at why it's important with race engine builders as well, but let's just put it on the table. Uh, when you talk about strict tolerances, what is the philosophy and what is the practice for uh, Supertech? In respect to the tolerances, what did, what's the practice? Well, you know, we establish, you know, Tolerances in every, you know, part of the valve, you know, the stem diameters, you know, the um, surface finish, uh, the, the length of the valve, basically also the tolerance between the seat of the valve to the groove where the keeper goes. That's probably one of the most important ones because, you know, that regulates, you know, the install height of the valve, you know. Then you have the margin with a different tolerance, you know. And um, so we have strict tolerances in all of, all of those dimensions, you know, in order to, you know, keep the quality of the valve always, all of them the same, you know, to keep the same uh, valve to guide clearances. You know, and uh, so which we we believe it, it's it's important the tolerance in the eccentricity of the head. You know, it's also important to the sealing of the valve and to avoid you know um, bending of the valve in the you know uh, close and opening of the valve. You know, for long durability and better sealing, of course. Yeah. Okay. Again, I'll take a question from the audience. We have a diverse group uh, watching us. So uh, this question is, why is the backside of exhaust valves more funnel-shaped when compared to the penny-on-a-stick design of intake valves? Is it to enhance gas flow or to conduct heat away from the head? Well, basically because the exhaust valve is a hot valve, you know. The flow, I mean, in, on the intake valve, you know, you are sucking, you know, the air. So you you need to have a very thin, you know, neck to improve the flow. Um, the exhaust valve, the air is pushed out, you know, from, from the cylinder. But on the other side is a hot valve, you know. So the tulip Im improves, highly improves the rigidity of the valve. When the valve starts to get very, very hot, the valve tends to warp. You know, when it starts warping, it starts losing, you know, leaking. And when it starts leaking, you know, it creates very hot spots on the seat of the valve and end up burning. So that tulip, you know, on the neck of the exhaust valve, it's very important to have good rigidity, you know, avoid deformation at very high temperatures. Okay, and another question. How sensitive is valve weight to valve train operation and performance? I'm sorry, see it again? It's uh, how? Yeah, I'm just taking it from the chat uh, uh, question. How sensitive 
is valve weight to valve train operation and performance? Well, obviously, you know, the, you know, there is always a compromise there, you know. Uh, you want the valve to be the lightest as possible because, you know, you have a spring, you know, that has to control the valve, you know. The lighter the valve, the lighter the spring that you can have. You know, you try to, you know, have the, a lightweight uh, valve train, you know, in order to move it, you know, better at high RPMs. Uh, so the lighter the valve, the better for the valve train. You know, the higher RPMs you can read with a certain spring. But there is always, you know, also a compromise. Um, like we were just mentioning, okay, the tulip of the valve, you know, on the exhaust valve makes it, uh, you know, heavier also, you know. Um, many times you, you know, contrast that, you 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 know, you make a dish on the valve to make it lighter, but the tulip of the valve makes it, uh, you know, uh, heavier, but that's the compromise you take, you know, to have a stronger valve also, you know, especially in turbocharged engines, you know, where the valve gets very, very hot. Scott, uh, I want to ask you, uh, I'm not a race engine builder, so I'm a little bit over my head. Is, is there a question for race engine builders that you think I should ask Supertech, or, or do you have a question to ask Supertech? Well, that's a good question. Um, let's see. Um, I don't know. That's like kind of gray area that I haven't thought about it yet. So, yeah. yeah, it kind of just put me in a spot. Um, I guess just the, uh, you know, um, it's kind of good to just actually just cause a super tech or, and it has a one unique and then they use actually just exotic materials like ink canals and, you know, things of nature. Um, other companies are starting making titaniums and, and all that stuff. Like we just said, it's just the, uh, every application has, it's good and bad, you know, so you have to use what it's good, uh, weight as well. Um. You know, just, but is there time of actually just like, uh, you know, variation where we could actually get to see more of a titanium stuff, like a valves and the stuff in the future, you know, like that would be kind of a, you know, good to see as additions, you know, to, you know, if there's something in the works or, you know, something like that, just, you know, that would be actually just our curiosity and also be customers always start to push in more, uh, to better materials and, and, you know, just actually just pushing and, you know, more horsepower and every year. So, you know, something like that would be good to have. And then it's just the, uh, you know, it'll be, you know, nice to see as a new product. So, you know, that was that something like that you guys will be working on. Uh, well, I'll pass over to you, William Martin. Uh, in that area, when it comes to materials, are you working on something? I mean, I guess you always are. Yeah, so titanium, it's, it's always available, um, but as we mentioned, obviously not going to be used in the turbo engine. So I guess you could use it on in the intake side. Um, you wouldn't necessarily use it on the exhaust side as it would be too uh, brittle of material for the temperatures. That's why you would have Inconel. Um, on the intake side, yes, you could use it. Sometimes most customers um, will not, will forego titanium due to the cost of titanium as it is probably almost about double or triple the cost of a stainless steel valve or um, an Inconel valve. Um, so I think based on our customers, um, most of them would use uh, stainless steel over ink, uh, titanium. Um, but yes, so we would love to, to have, you know, more accessibility and manufacturing of titanium valves, uh, which we already do. Uh, we do for motorcycle engines, which are all mainly, um, uh, titanium, uh, just the automotive industry hasn't caught up to that yet. Um, unless you're doing, you know, very high end, naturally aspirated 11,000 RPM engines and above uh, where titanium is needed. And, and then a company kind of recently moved into a larger space. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, we moved here at the beginning of 2019. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yeah. we've been here a year. Well, be a almost, year. Two almost two years. Almost two years. Yeah, congratulations on that. Do you still have more space or have you filled it all up? No, it's pretty filled up now. <laughs> it's amazing how that happens. It is, it yeah. is. 
Yeah. And, and Martin, we're talking a lot about the technical side. Uh, on the marketing side, when it comes to your desk and we look at what's on Martin's desk, what are you working on on the marketing side? Well, on the marketing side, I think we're just trying to create a better website, a better platform for our dealers, um, more data-driven. Um, I think that'll help our dealers uh, try to get more information out there to our customers. Um, technical information that sometimes is hard to find uh, unless you're really searching through our website. So we're trying to get that information out um, to our customers via our dealers, so improving our data based on our website. Um, so that's kind of what we've been working that's kind of got put on the back burner due to uh, COVID and the increase in, in sales that we've had um, to adjust over you know, the last couple of eight months that the industry as a whole has kind of seen, um, as well as you know, trying to get the most of our return of investments you know, through sponsorships, advertising, uh, and things of that nature. So we're always trying to um, move forward and not stay stagnant with the same things that we've been doing um, in the past. So trying to find new um, new avenues to to advertise. Very cool. Uh, and, and here's another technical question from the audience. Is um, Let me see. Uh, do you have any info on how long titanium valves may last during a race season? That will that will depend on the engine in the application. Yeah, I think so, yeah. No, I, I, you know, in a race, pure race environment, you know, aggressive environment, you know, maybe we can say, you know, very roughly a thousand miles or so, and then you will need to inspect them, you know, to check, you know, for any any condition of the valve, you know. Yeah. That's more road racing, drag racing, obviously we'll, we'll have something yeah. different. Um, you know, it, yeah. It, it, so it'd be hard to say unless we're talking about a specific form or application within a certain, you know, race condition. Because any engine will vary, even two racing in the same category. They could be tuned differently. Um, different components will make it you know, change its life. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And and Scott, we're getting to the 50 minute mark, and we're kind of wrapping up everything on time. So we stick start the next webinar right at the hour. Uh, Scott, when it comes to OCD works, uh, what are you working on right now, and what do you got coming up in the future that maybe you like to tell people about? Like, what are we working on currently? Yeah, and, and anything kind of in the works and. Uh, it, in the future that you could uh, kind of talk about right now? Um, we do a lot of actually NDA work, <laughs> but uh, also actually we got a lot of a uh, uh, new product as far as actually for the Supras, um, also uh, new markets that actually we're making making actually a lot of billet parts um, that will actually just be a comment out on actually January and it will be introducing a lot of stuff, but also we'll actually just be a kind of a, weighing an idea of actually just the uh, putting in a complete cell on the head and then also having an extra just the a different kind of a, just the applications other than in our outside of conference zone. So we, you know, we can do all the extra just R and D and the reverse engineering for any cell on the head porting and that nature. But it's just a kind of a, you know, if you stop pushing yourself, you know, you're pretty much the limits are just that's there. So for us, it's just like, well, we could, you know, we keep pushing until we can't solve. So, you know, that would be actually something that would be keep, you know, pushing yourself and working with the super tech is a great company. And then just, you know, having to have that same mentality and then it would be great. And then, you know, I'm pretty sure we'll have, you know, much more better product to be out in the next year. Okay, I'm, I'm going to ask you personally uh, to register at epartrade.com. We, we want you uh, looking through epartrade.com and sourcing parts there. So you have to do that, Scott. And then we're coming yes, to the 50, 50-minute mark. Uh, uh, Willie, uh, just some final comment but before we hand it over to Francisque. Uh, final comment about Supertech? Well, you know, our you know, main... Uh, thing here is to make parts that you know people can use without any trouble. Um, 
any travel to be installed, and uh, you know, for longevity, you know, any for all kind of application that we can, you know, make them for, you know, that are popular, you know, in this overhead comes market. So we are here open to listen, you know, lo, you know, to the, our customers, the market, what they need, you know, what they need to be, what it needs to be improved and um, to make things better, you know, for everybody, you know, especially for the, you know, engine builders. Well, thank you. And we're at the 50 minute mark. And so we've got to roll to the next event. I, I could talk to you guys for uh, hours and, and we always have so much fun at our dinners. So thank you very much for being part of Online Race Industry Week. It's just great to have a company of the quality of Supertech Performance. I, I, I'm sorry, I wasn't aware of OCD Works. And, and now I'm going to tell everybody about OCD Works. I mean, a very cool company, Scott. Okay, Francis, back to you. Thank you, uh, Scott, thank you for, uh, you know, jumping on uh, last minute to help uh, know our good friend at Supertech. Thank you very much, Willie and Martin. Thank you oh, for thank you. support. You know, you guys were right there at the beginning when we launched, and that's because of you and the IBAC and, you know, the IMI and, and STEM21 and CP of the world that we, we are able to produce this event this week because you guys believe in us two and a half years ago. So thank you very, very much. Registering on ePARTRADE is easy. Fill out your name, email, phone number, and create a secure password. Next, select your business type. Choose supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose racing business if you're looking to find new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose race team if you own or are a member of a professional racing team. Begin typing your company name. We most likely already have your company in our database, which you can select from the drop-down. Then, enter your job title. Choose claim company if you'll be editing your company profile. Other members of your company can choose join company if they'd like to use ePARTRADE as well. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. You'll need to confirm your email once it goes through. To keep our platform industry only, you'll be approved shortly after. If we require additional proof of business, we'll reach out. Welcome to ePARTRADE.